Yevamos, Perik Dalid, Mishnah Yud, Base 412. This Mishnah and the next one are really a package deal, and they focus on the question of the Mamzer. A Mamzer is the product of a forbidden union, um, the child of such a union. Which kind of union is really the subject of the discussion of Mishnahis over here? Now, just a few prefatory remarks sort of frame the Mishnah and... Um, and the next mission that comes after it, Mishnah Yagimel. The word Mamzer is from, the Gemara says, related to the words Mumzar, a blemish from a foreign or peculiar phenomenon. And a Zar can be many things, but in the context of Mamzerus, it's clearly a forbidden relationship, some kind of forbidden or incestuous relationship, which produces a child, and that child's a Mamzer. Now, we could really define or categorize the forbidden relationships of the Torah into, let's say, four categories. Level zero, the lowest, are the Torah prohibits it, but the prohibition is not by function of some kind of incestual relationship. There's other things like a Cohen's not allowed to marry a divorcee and so on. So that's level one, or level zero even, called level zero. Then you have level one, which is an incestual relationship the Torah forbids, but it's only by force of a love, a generic prohibition. It might carry a penalty of malchus of lashes, but not more than that. Then you have the third, um, which I'll call level two of the incestuous relationships, which are the list of forbidden relationships that are enumerated in Acharemos. And there it says that all those relationships are subject to the penalty of karas, divine excision. Exactly what happens to the karas is the subject of a wide-ranging machlokas in the Roshonim. But the point here is that it's carried out by heaven. Hashem himself somehow carries out the punishment, whether it's the severance of the person or a soul or his offspring and so on. Um, and Karas is considered to be worse than generic Misa um, Shemaim, death the hands of heaven, even if that's um, all that Karas is. It's like a more intense and perhaps earlier death. Um, then you have the highest category, we'll call it the fourth category or the third of the ancestors categories, which is prohibitions um, for which the penalty is actually a capital punishment. If the Bezdin is aware this happened and there were witnesses and proper warning, then the people who performed this incestuous act would be subject to the death penalty. And those were listed um, in the next parsha after Achremos in Parsha's Kadoshim. So, therefore, in terms of incestuous relationships, you have a generic love, an Isser Karas, and an Isser Misa. Um, and then you have this, like, level zero, which is just things that aren't even incestuous. They're prohibited for other reasons um, by the Torah. There's a machlokas, three of machlokas, which we'll see in the next Mishnah. Um, which of those categories produce mamzerim? Everyone agrees that level zero doesn't, but in terms of incest relationships, we'll have a three of machlokas, Rabbi Akiva, who features in our Mishnah here, holds it even a lav, a generic prohibition, by virtue of some sort of, you know, blood relationship, incestuous connection, and produces a mamzer. The next sheet up and the halach will be that only... Isuri Karas, the penalty, the penalty of Karas, produce Mamzerim, and there'll be a third sheet, which is only the relationships with the Torah punishes through a capital crime through the Bezdin, um, through execution, only those that produce Mamzerim. Okay, but that's really the next Mishnah. Over here in our Mishnah, we're going to explore Rabbi Akiva Shita, um, and his Shita is, like I said before, that any um, incest relationship, even if it's only by force of a generic love, is not only prohibited, um, but also produces a Mamzer or Mamzeris, the offspring. Now, as far as a Mamzer, let's just get this clear for a second. This is very important. A Mamzer has a restriction. He may not, or she may not, marry into the general 
population of Jews. But that is the end-all and be-all of the Mamzer's restrictions. There's nothing else wrong with the Mamzer. He did nothing wrong. He's not restricted from becoming the Gadolador um, and the head of Sanhedrin and so on. It's just that a Mamzer has restrictions on whom he can marry. Simple as that. Um, not so different than if a person um, suffered some sort of mutilation and he had his genitals damaged or removed or cut, whatever it is. So there's restrictions. Such a person um, often can't marry into the general population, but he's otherwise a perfectly fine Jew. And same with a Mamzer. Something as bad has happened to him in terms of his lineage and that um, that mum, czar, that that blemish makes it that he cannot marry whomever he wants, but only a very restricted list of people. We'll discuss later on in the Masechta who that list would be. Um, but in general, the point is that's the only restriction that he faces, and otherwise the Mamzer is a fine, upstanding, wonderful citizen, um, if he is. So with that, we turn now to Rabbi Akiva. Now, Rabbi Akiva actually says a lot of things here in this Mishnah, um, in a very short space. His basic point, again, is that if there's only generic love, it still produces a Mamzer. He'll give three examples here. And these examples, all there's what to say about each of them. Um, the first is Hamachazir Grushaso, one who remarries his divorcee. So the Torah prohibits Midoraisa, a person, to marry a woman for a second time after he divorced her, and if she then went and married somebody else. Once she marries somebody else, she can never come back to the first husband again. Meaning, if he divorced her, he could remarry her. A person can remarry his ex-wife, but not if there's a marriage intervening, even if the husband in the meanwhile died. So that's a generic love. It's a prohibition, um, but only carries with it, you know, nothing more than a love. It's not a chorus. Rabbi Kiva holds, if one would remarry such a woman and then have a child with her, since it's prohibited by the Torah, even as a love, it would produce a mamzer. Similarly, v'hanosa chalutza so, if one marries a woman after having performed chalitza with her, that's a prohibited marriage, by dint of a love only, and therefore Rabbi Kiva says it doesn't matter, it still produces a mamzer. Let me speak this out for a second. Normally we say that a person's brother's wife is forbidden to him by penalty of karas. However, um, once she falls to him through a zika to perform chalitza or yibam, he could yibam, he could marry her, or he could do chalitza. And after chalitza, she remains prohibited to him, but only by force of a generic love from the Torah. This is actually based also on a drashma pasuk. The pasuk says, when the script, when we have the what is recited during the chalitza process, so she, the chalutza, says this about the cholitz, about the brother who won't do yibum. Thus is done to the man, asher lo yivne es beis achiv, who will not, future tense, build up the house household of his brother, his late brother. So yivne is a future tense, and the Gemara darshans that he will not build up in the future, meaning not only now in the present, when he refuses to do yibum, but also he can't change his mind. In the future he also shall not, and therefore in the future he still remains prohibited by a dint of a din de oraisa, but just a generic love. Rabbi Kiva holds, it's just a love, but a love produces a mamzer. And thirdly, he says, v'hanosa krovas chalutzaso, one who marries the relatives of the woman with whom he performed chalitza. You recall back to... Mishnah Ches of this parak for eight, where we said that since chalitza resembles divorce so much, the rabbi said someone who performs chalitza, we treat it as if he married her and then divorced her, and just as when you marry someone, you become 
like her relatives, I'll call it her seven relatives that the mission listed over there, um, become prohibited even after the divorce. So too, if he does chalitza with someone, those relatives, like her mother and her daughter and her sister and so on, um, become prohibited even after chalitza. So over there we said that the relatives of the chalutza are Asr Medindara Banan, but Rabbi Kiva disagrees. Rabbi Kiva in our Mishnah here holds that the prohibition of marrying Krovas Chalutza, so the relatives of one's Chalutza, is actually a Do'oraisa prohibition. He learns it off from a Pasuk, and because the Pasuk uses the phrase base Achiv, the house, household of his brother, and by Beis Ishto, he darshans out that the this is referring to the wife, the late the widow, and therefore the Torah is prohibiting um, as if they really were married, any of her relatives. So that's a chiddush, that's a doraisa, but that's what he's holding. So if Rabbi Kiva holds in those three cases where the Torah prohibits something midoraisa, but only by power of a of a generic love, the halacha is says the Mishnah yotzi. First of all, he has to set that wife free. He can't stick around with that wife. Now Rabbi Kiva happens to hold that all marriages which are prohibited by dint of a of a simple love. Um, they also, um, Kedushin ain't in Tovsin, like the Kedushin just can't work. Kind of the same way if I'd give a ring to my mother and say, Mom, Harat Mukudeshli Batabatzu, we're getting married with this ring, and she accepts the ring, doesn't matter. It doesn't affect a Kedushin, because you can't marry your mom, just the Torah just rejects that. Kedushin ain't in Tovsin, it's a way to actually affect a Kedushin, a marriage between a mother and a son. So Rabbi Kiva holds that's true for when the Torah says you can't get married to these relatives because of incest. It Torah means it, and you, when it says you can't, you actually can't. So even if they would give a ring, it wouldn't be binding. That being the case, when he says Yotzi, send this woman away, he means send her away, but to sever that and dissolve that marriage, there never was a marriage, and therefore there's no get required, just sending her away. And the Vahavlad Mamzer, and the offspring of one of these relationships, even though they're just the Rabban, excuse me, just the rices that are generic love, are Mamzerim, Div Rebbe Kiva. That's where Rebbe Kiva Shita is. The Chacham Omim, the Chacham disagree. And they say, Ein Havlad Mamzer. They say, no, the child of those kind of relationships are not Mamzerim. You only become a Mamzer if it's by force of a Karis. And therefore, Umodim, the Chum do agree, Benose Krovas Grushaso, if one would marry the relatives of his ex-wife, like his, he married a woman, and she has a mother, that woman is prohibited Midoraisa, under penalty of Karis, and therefore, even when he divorced the woman, she remains, the mother remains prohibited by penalty of Karis. If you would then have a child with her, Shavlad Mamzer, the Chamagri, the Vlad be a Mamzer, because that is a Doraisa, which carries a Karis penalty. The Allah is going to be like this Chachamim, but we'll see more about that in the next Mishnah.